0: Kevin, you, you noticed it right away, you and Rick Venturi, and then um, I guess kind of a, a, it became kind of a thing, if you will. No Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, there was, um, you know, I guess practice started, what, nine yesterday? And as we started to make our way through that 9 o'clock hour and we looked out there and I'm thinking, boy, Taylor is usually out here by now. He's usually out here pretty early in practice. Uh, but he was not present for the first time. In nine training camp practices. We'll play some Shane Steichen audio here in a bit on the Taylor situation. I would say Shane was slightly more expansive. I don't know if expansive does it enough credit, but uh, basically he mentioned that uh, Taylor was rehabbing. Taylor is rehabbing the ankle. So I guess we can throw out the back. If Shane Steichen is saying ankle on record, do we throw out the Jim Irsay leaked back information? I. I I guess we can do that. Um, So Shane Sykin mentioned just the ankle yesterday in terms of the rehab for uh, Taylor. And if you look at the later reports, Shane didn't want to maybe reveal all of this information, but Ian Rappaport from NFL Network said that he's doing this off-site and he's going to be uh, on an excused absence for several days. I'd say one of the first things I thought about when I saw this Taylor news, I'm like, and I, I I don't know the answer to this. And so fully like hand raised and anytime you deal with kind of medical talk, I'm like, gosh, that is so just over my brain. But when you think about Taylor's situation right now, you think about Shaquille Leonard's situation, which I think is a little bit murkier considering the issues there and properly diagnosing it. But you go back to Andrew Luck in 2019 It's pretty wild that you could argue the three most prominent players the Colts have had over the last handful of years, they all have had the most difficult injury situations to diagnose, correct, and get back on the field in a somewhat reasonable manner. And by all accounts, Taylor's dealing with a high ankle sprain. And and again, some of this is on the player. I'm not just sitting here like being like, what is going on medically? But... It is just confusing to me, Jake, that when you look at Lux calf situation, which didn't need surgery, now granted, again, as Andrew has said, that was obviously impacting his other relationships and a big reason why he retired, but the Leonard thing well, has been a multi-year issue, and now Taylor seemingly having an injury that should take maybe a month or two to recover from, and we're now in the eight-month span of it. Why is this happening to the best players on the Colts football team?
0: Kevin, everybody has that group of friends from high school, right? right? Or that you grew up with. And there's one person in the group that everybody loves. Everybody loves them. They've been, you've known them forever. They're, they're the staple of your group of friends. They're, they're a, a main piece of the group of friends. But the rest of the friends are like, gosh, do you ever notice? There's just constant drama with Jim. Like, like every time we get together, there's like, there's either drama with his wife or drama with like his work or drama with his parents. Like that poor guy's life is just constant drama. We love him. We love Jim. And I think Jim's even aware of it. And he makes reference to it every once in a while. But man, it's amazing that Jim is like still a happy go lucky guy because his life is constant drama. But I've known him forever. So I'm not going to quit being his friend. Isn't that how people feel about the Colts? It's constant drama. I love them. They've been a part of my life for 40 years. But from Eric Dickerson's holdout to Jeff George's holdout to Craig Erickson not working out and Steve Walsh being the answer, and then then Ted Marchabroda taking over for Lindy Infante, and then... Jim Harbaugh leaving, and then Peyton Manning being drafted, but Ricky Williams not being drafted, and then wow, there's stability, and so they win a Super Bowl. But then Peyton Manning gets his neck hurt, and so now Andrew Luck comes in, and that's cool. But then he went snowboarding, and and so then Andrew Luck was on his way out, and no problem. We're going to bring in Philip Rivers, but then gosh, this great linebacker that we weren't expecting to be great has this weird ankle injury, and now it's his back, and. Phillip Rivers is gone, and now there's another guy in, and he didn't get a shot, and he's a weirdo, and so he's gone, and now another guy came in, and we didn't know that we got a statue, and it's just constant drama, right?
1: And it's just awful news that a month before the season, you have a guy going off-site for, theoretically, rehab, second opinion, however you want to look at it. You know, I've mentioned here in the past few days, I think we're starting to reach some breaking points in this. At some point, Taylor's got to practice. Um, I, I... I don't know. Maybe I'll be totally proven wrong next week. I found it odd when I asked Shane Steichen yesterday, is there a chance Jonathan Taylor practices in training camp? He didn't le- – he left that door open. I'm thinking to myself I, – I I said to Mike Chappell, and God bless Chap, you know, recovering from a hip issue, I go, Chap, I think it's a better chance that you practice in camp than Jonathan Taylor practices by next Thursday. I mean, you're to throw him out there in the joint practices with the Bears? It's Jonathan Taylor. And, and, again, this is, I think, a little bit on Taylor too. I think we have a guy, Jake, that has never dealt with an injury – in his football life to to an extent where it is sidelining him. And I'm sure there's some contractual stuff that's weighing on it as well, but I don't know if Taylor fully trusts himself to go out there and try and play at 80 85%. And again, that's me projecting a little bit there. Um, but again, it is very out of the norm for a guy, for an injured player not to be at practice. That's very out of the norm for the Colts, uh, very out of the norm to go off-site, a month before the season is going to start. And we'll have Stephen Holder on in a little bit to discuss this. The injury situation with Taylor throws a massive curveball into all of this contract saga. But I believe before this ankle has lasted into the month of August, I think the Colts had kind of made up their mind. I think they had made up their mind that they were not going to pay Taylor. So I, I don't think his health is as big as the smoking gun and all of this that I think some people believe. I think the Colts had already made up their minds. And if you look recently at some of the comments, particularly Ballard, Ballard never really referenced, I think he referenced it maybe one time, but he referenced other things in regards to Taylor's absence, um, or I should say Taylor's contract situation back on opening day of training camp. There was a brief mention of the ankle, and outside of that it was a lot more of a You know, our coaching staff's got to evaluate everybody on offense. We're coming off a four win season, this and that. It was never really any sort of ankle thing. Again, when Ballard met the media on that report day, he
0: didn't think Taylor would be on the pup list. Here's another thing, Kevin, and I'm not, I want to be very clear here. This is not me like condemning the Colts at all, honestly. I think this is probably fairly the norm. But let's go back to drama. Derek points out very astutely the entire reason for the Colts being in Indianapolis is rooted in drama, <laughs> but, um, Edrin James. Remember the, the most famous moment in franchise history when it comes to injury was the famous Jay Moore call with Bill Pullion. And that stemmed from the fact that Edrin James went and got a second opinion from Dr. Uribe in Miami about his knee. And he wasn't happy about the way the Colts diagnosed him. Yeah, 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 whatever. I, I think Jay Moore was off base there, but whatever. Uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had a shoulder injury, and he decided to go off-site and have a doctor from Stanford that he more trusted, and yada yada yada. And then there's subluxation, and there's snowboarding, and whatever else. Jonathan Taylor. Well, he's suddenly now he's not around the team because he's off getting like treatment elsewhere, off-site. To, maybe I get it because people just want to be away kind of from the, the pressures or the scrutiny of a work circumstance but Kevin doesn't seem like every time that a player decides to go outside of the organization to get treatment the drama ensues.
1: Well yeah second and third opinions usually mean you're not returning anytime soon or you aren't happy with the initial answer obviously that you got which I would think primarily comes from the team and I, I continue to think there is a lot of strain on this Colts-Taylor relationship and Um, I think the trade request is very real. I think Taylor's venom is very real. And clearly the Colts, through some of their actions, they're doing a lot of running back homework. Whether it's the signing of Kenyon Drake, whether it's this reported visit from Kareem Hunt. Um, I think I said this on the Monday after we had the Taylor trade request. Jake, if you have no belief that you're going to extend Jonathan Taylor, you have to trade him. You've got to get return on whatever you investment you can with this situation and i i will I, I don't we can get into the kareem hunt thing i don't necessarily agree with that and if anybody wants to know my reasoning for that first off you know google november 30th 2018 and the kareem hunt kicking of a woman but i mean also just as a football player if you want to look at that his numbers have just really really dropped as he reaches
0: closer to the age I have, of 30 i have real strong opinions on that yeah i I think
1: it's an absolute honestly I think it's pathetic the Colts would even bring him in for, for a visit, frankly. Here's
0: the here's the, Kevin, let me just say this real quick. And I don't mean to to jump in and I know that this is probably a thirty second statement that requires a thirty minute explanation, but I'll say it real simply. Okay? And I'll say it real loud for the people from Decatur Central to Lawrence North, from Greenwood to Hamilton County. I Kareem Hunt Has a history of being a good football player. And the Colts' job is to win football games.
1: I would stress past, past history, not recent history. The
0: Colts' job, understood, the Colts' job is to win football games, okay? And it's in the best interest of the Colts to accumulate the best football players they can. Fine. However, if they want to bring in Kareem Hunt, they want to talk to Kareem Hunt, they want to kick the tires on that, pardon the pun, then... That is absolutely their right, and as a football execution, it makes sense. But this is a franchise that has forever, like all of them do, but very few have done it more, and very few have convinced their fan base more that they are a franchise that believes in character first. And it's all good and well and happy and kumbaya to talk about that every time you talk about the draft and every time you talk about the free agency and every time you stand at the podium with your arms folded and your baseball hat on and say, we care about character. It's good. Then all of that, all of it becomes total BS when you bring in a guy that has a history of being suspended for half a season in the National Football League for violence on tape against a woman period just watch the video
1: correct whether it's him charging at the woman and she hits her head on the wall whether it's kicking the woman while she's on the ground if you're jim ursa you got three daughters imagine one of your daughters being that woman if you're chris Boward and you've got a couple daughters imagine that woman on the ground
0: again they, one they of want daughters. to bring him in that's fine don't ever again tell me that you go character first because you're lying
1: the top three running backs for the colts out yesterday uh jonathan taylor of course on the pup list Zach Moss dealing with a broken arm. Deion Jackson has an injury, so you know obviously there are reasons to pursue the running back market. Um, you know, Mitch with the Kenyon Drake thing, I just think there's a little bit more smoke with that. Like, I, I don't look at that as a camp body. Obviously, if they're bringing in Kareem Hunt for a visit, and I think Jake and I just both laid out our our opinions on that. Clearly, they're doing more homework on this running back thing. And again, I will say this, if you're planning to trade him, you have to you know, go out there and do homework. Again, I don't think Hunt should even be anyone on your radar, but that is neither here nor there. It's you know more of the Colts' actions right now, and the Colts' actions are they're looking into a lot of running backs. So, we'll continue to chat about this throughout the show. I thought yesterday was certainly... Not one of the better days for Anthony Richardson. And really, it was Richardson struggling in an area that I think he's pretty good at, and that is throwing the ball down the field. Um, He had a couple underthrown deep balls, which we have really not seen all camp long. Uh, He also had a fumble on a scramble. So ball security, which again, I don't think has been too much of a problem for him at camp. That was the issue yesterday. It was Gardner Minshew back with the starters. So while Richardson has taken more starting reps... Through nine practices, we continue to see no real kind of breakaway in this. The Colts released their depth chart last night ahead of their first preseason game on Saturday, and we've got a big OR next to the quarterback. Uh, That would be Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson as their starter.
0: I, um, I don't imagine we'll get a lot of opposition on the Kareem Hunt takes, right?
1: I would hope not, but at times, Jake, humanity never ceases to amaze me. Bless you. I, I, I encourage, and I don't even like using that word, Jake. Just watch the video. Just watch the video. And then, what did Cream Hunt do, Jake? What did he do after the video? He lied. He lied about the video. Yeah. It. it I. I don't know if I would have had the same venom before having a daughter, but. Um, yeah, it, it really, i like to think, and, and I think Chris Ballard's track record with roster moves for the most part has more of a character element to it than most. And I think listeners of our show, Jake will know but that
0: like, one move. If they were to do it takes away, yeah. it erases all of it. Mm-hmm. And again, it erases I erases all of it. Speeding
1: tickets, smoking, whatever. I, I I'm trying to think of other like off the field issues, gambling on your team on an app. You know, kicking women—I uh, got to draw the line somewhere.
0: You think? It, it, bottom line is, at that point—and I it, think—I think it's pathetic to bring him in for a visit. Totally, I totally agree. What you are saying there is, yeah, everything that we have told you as a franchise forever about character mattering—we we actually we were lying.
1: And I would say that to Chris Bauer because, tomorrow on the practice field. If he walked over, the first thing I'd say to him, I'd be like, Chris, what are you doing? Like, it, it, you have preached it, and, and for the most part, you've acted on it. And yet, and again, I don't even want to necessarily compare him to other football players, because if you look at the recent track record, it is going downhill for Kareem Hunt as a running back in this league. I mean, If you compare what Nick Chubb does to the Browns, and again, I know that Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in the NFL, we're talking about a stark difference behind a great offensive line in Cleveland in their yards per carry. But for Jim Irsay, Chris Ballard, I think it's utterly pathetic they'd even bring Kareem Hunt in for a visit.
0: Especially when he was like about to sign with another franchise, right? Yeah. Mark, do we hear back from
1: Dan Rossini at all? We did. She was unavailable today with ESPN duties. Maybe later this week. Yeah, we tried to reach out to her because, and Mark, feel free to refresh my memory on the exact wording on the tweet, but basically she had pointed out that Kareem Hunt was getting ready to work out for the Saints, was there on a visit, was getting ready to go on the field and work out, and then all of a sudden he got a call from the Colts and the Colts were offering more money? And his agent advised him to leave New Orleans her, and come to her, Indy? Her exact tweet, and this is a quote tweet from an, a previous Adam Schefter uh, tweet. She said, how about this twist? Cream Hunt was called by Indy before he even stepped foot on the field to work out with the Saints and was offered more money per source. He was advised to leave and head to Indy with the Colts for a visit. And Adam Schefter's original tweet says he'll meet with the Colts later today.
0: I hope for the sake of the Colts and their fan base that that does not come to fruition. It's I'm with Kevin. Um, it's bad enough to even entertain the thought. You lose a lot of credibility there.